0: we're back again <laughs> shut <laughs> up this is plenty of opinions where we get together once in a while and discuss the many different points of view on topics and issues that face us as we actually try to be full-fledged adults our age balancing all the things at once young but not that young independent but tied the f down all the opposites at this point <laughs> all the opposites mom but Tatiana. Around the way, girl, but professional, all at the same damn time. I'm Janae, and I'm Zuri, and this is episode eight. Are we oversharing with our friends? Okay, this week in undefeated internet, mine is a mortgage due, lights due, car note due, insurance due, credit card due, mountain due, Scooby Dooby doo, baby shark, doo 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 doo, every damn thing due i've seen that and everybody's been like reposting that and there have been college kids who have been partying um that i saw because baby shark is on the billboard 100 right now i'm not playing baby shark at my party i just want you to know that you should get ready to know all the lyrics to baby shark because it's going to be your whole life the sad will be over by then it will not be over by then i pray okay i'm gonna play it for you baby your band okay <laughs> mine is from at millennial married and it is community communication is not the key to a successful relationship comprehension is. doesn't matter how much you communicate with a person if they don't get shit what good is communication stop dating stupid people <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth i feel like we should have the men on to just see if they stupid or if or oh, if they just they're don't to not it. right that's a whole nother topic for another episode i'm here for it we put it on our list Okay, for the inspiration for this week, I want to talk about Samantha Irby. Do you know her? No. Tell you, me about you it. never heard about her? uh uh-huh. So she had a blog. Well, firstly, I think she's a member of our tribe, as in, like, the coolest fuck black, black girl. Okay. Is that our tribe? All right. I'm here for it. Are we in that tribe? I'm a member. I aspire to be a part <laughs> of that tribe. I don't know if I'm there yet, because I'm kind of a nerd. You got to claim it. You win it. Unless somebody told, um, revoked your card, you win it. <laughs> oh, you get one at birth? Yeah, why not? Okay, I think mine's been broke. (laughs) Anyway, so she had a blog called Bitches Gotta Eat, where she used to write about her personal life, and the blog was completely hilarious. But then she became a writer, and she wrote several pretty well-regarded books. One is called We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. Another is called Meaty. And in in fact, Meaty was bought and it's going to be a TV show. But really why I'm bringing her up is because she recently wrote an episode of that new Hulu show, Shrill. Have you heard about it? Heard about it, haven't watched it, but I've heard good things about it. Because it's all about like um, self-acceptance and not going against like the preconceived notions of what's beautiful. And that girl from Saturday Night Live, AD Bryant, is the star of it. Mm-hmm. Samantha's episode is all about self-love and self-acceptance, even if you aren't supermodel thin. I think in it, there's like a pool party and like I don't think I watched it. (laughs) it, There's a pool party and all these girls who have unconventional bodies are just like really confident and into themselves in bikinis having a great time where they don't have society watching them and people have been chatting endlessly about the episodes so I watched the episode because as Issa said I'm rooting for everybody black okay and so I'm a stand for Samantha and because I have to finish whatever I start I watched all the rest of the episode is it more than one season it's one season and six episodes but I binge watched them in one night Oh, that's fine. within them there's a subplot that I want to bring up for today okay well, what is it Essentially, and this is a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched Shrill, but the main character, Annie, is in a relationship with a very bad, at best, blah, fuckboy. And as we watch her try to change her life in ways that have nothing to do with her looks, a hero emerges, and that's her best friend and roommate, also her biggest fan, also the president of her support team, Fran. Fran is played by another member of the Black Girl Excellence Brigade. I just made that name up. Hashtag Black Girl Excellence Brigade. I'm here for it. <laughs> Are you the president of that? I don't know about the president. But I'm definitely an active member. <laughs> <laughs> you pay your dues. Yeah. Her name's Lolly. Um, the the woman, not that character. And as we watch Annie waffle between standing up to this fuck boy she's dating and t- taking the arguably wimpier route of accepting him back over and over again despite his bad behavior, we get to witness Fran hold an epic and constant grudge against him that is admirably fierce. Every time Annie forgives or makes excuses for him that allow her to move past what he's done, Fran's there to remind her that he ain't shit in a very straightforward way. In episode three, she even institutes a no Ryan rule in their apartment after it turns out that Annie just ended up being one of the girls in his suck rotation. And the rule gets pretty awkward for Annie when she decides that she wants to get back together with him despite all the shit she's been talking. And he sleeps over and Fran was not pleased to say the least. I, of course, am on Fran's side How is she supposed to act when this dude has treated her friend who loves her and cares about her fiercely, who she loves and cares about fiercely, like dirt? So that led me to think about today's question. Our friends and family are pre-wired to fall into, like, a mama bear protection mode against any enemy we face. But are we failing to protect them by sharing every detail of our lives? Should we stop oversharing with them? That's the question. I got some thoughts about this. (laughs) I'm excited and interested to hear what our guests have to say. Uh, we have two really, really, really great people here with us today. Jonathan and Jessica, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. And thank you for having us. us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I like how you guys said that in sync. <laughs> <laughs> that practice? It seemed like it yes, was. Before we walked in. <laughs> um, so I think we want to start the segment a little differently, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oof, almost so, forgot. Yes. yes. We've been getting cheat codes from out in the wild. People have been submitting cheat codes to us. And I think that if you have one that you want to share with us, you should definitely email us your cheat code at plentyopinions at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at plentyopinions because we live for them. And if yours makes us chuckle, we'll definitely share it over the air. Our first comes from Sem in Queens. And I'm reading Sem's for a very specific reason because one of our guests has a connection to him. You'll find out, I guess, spoiler alert, in two seconds why. (laughs) But his was, get comfortable being uncomfortable. When you look back at it, it's usually the best part. And I felt like that was true to the heart. So thank you, Sem, for your cheat code. But now to the guests for today. So guys, we usually start this segment asking um, our guests to introduce themselves to our listeners. Um, So the questions are, where are you from? What do you do for a living? Are you married, single or otherwise, and in a relationship for how long?
1: Jonathan, you want to start? Sure. All right. So I am, I was born and raised in the Bronx. I don't currently live in the Bronx, though. But do you rep the Bronx? <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure. Wow. That's not yes. you, I'm sorry. Well, first of all, Jonathan, old you understand. it happens. My apologies. Go ahead. Jonathan, that was not very convincing. Like, what's up? Where do you rep? Where are you Should talking? we talk about this? Do you have bad feelings about the Bronx, bad memories? No,
1: absolutely not. So what you rep in? Um...
0: That's set? a good
1: question. I think we should save that for another episode. <laughs> it's
0: not worthy of a whole episode. That's so why. I think we just finish it here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you do for a living? I am a
1: licensed clinical psychologist and I am engaged to be married and set to be married in one month.
0: Yay. Yay. Are you excited?
1: I am very, very Are excited.
0: Are you nervous?
1: Uh, no, maybe a little bit. But mm. not really.
0: But more excited than nervous. Yes, I'm continuing. Okay, excited. I approve this wedding t- <laughs> <laughs> I approve this wedding too. I'm excited to attend. <laughs> uh, Jessica? Hi, I'm Jessica. I am a high school dean, and I am married. I've been with my partner for 11 years. We just got married in um, September. Who's your partner, Jess? Sam, Sam. <laughs> who shared his... Chico. Own. What you call it? Chico, Chico. yes. Um, and where are you from, Jessica? I am from Brooklyn, Born and raised and everything, except I go to sleep in Queens and I currently live in Queens and I own a house there. Yeah. That's right. But you said Brooklyn with your, in your chest. I said yeah. it. You heard that, right? Yeah, like yeah. It was pride that was there. Yeah. But you're from Queens now. So anyway. I, you ch- there's not from Queens. I <laughs> reside in Queens currently. Yo, every episode I have like an argument with someone <laughs> about where they're from. Gosh, anyway. Gosh. Um, Jonathan, what's your cheat code?
1: My cheat code. Um... Our psych, like, yeah, Paul yeah, I, I, I I tend to tend to believe that our psychological well-being uh, can be greatly enhanced if we take more stock in the choices we make and the things we, we engage in or don't engage in.
0: Son, I heard you say this before, and I had a reaction that was like, "Wow, Jonathan, you're deep." And I just heard it again, even though I already knew what you were going to say. And I, I was, I I I was reaction like, reaction. Oh, he still he still got that voice? <laughs> like, <"No>, doctor. <laughs> Yo, doctor PhD voice. coming through. <laughs> Dr. McClain in the house. That was very deep. Anyway. Yeah, so far. Yeah. Yes, Max. Thank you. Jessica, Um, My cheat code is that everyone is a work in progress. So be patient and be understanding. Okay. As the Jonathan, your deep voice and the Dr. McLean, I go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So question for today, guys, is we use our friends and family as our support system. And in doing that, we share a lot with them about what's going on in our relationships. But do we tend to overshare with them? Like, should we protect them a little bit more by holding some things back? What do you think? Um, My initial thought is you should feel comfortable to share, but there is a line at which point you share, especially depending on on where you are in your relationship. So what I chose to share in the beginning when Sam and I were first getting together is very different than what I'm sharing now as we're married. Yeah. But how did, how did, why and how did that change? Um... I've been trying to find a way to, like, articulate exactly how and why that changed. One is that the deeper we are in our relationship, the more, the less easy it is to share, like, to deliver the understandings and the way that we function with each other, right? And so the things that we get and where we might get upset about, someone else might not necessarily understand as quickly Mm. and as right away. And so, like, the further we get into our relationship, those dynamics change and what it means to someone outside of us changes as well. Um, the other thing is that, especially now as my husband, what we have is important and intimate and it's not a thing that I want to necessarily share with other people. Right. And so there's some things that I do share, like where I feel like I need an outside perspective because I need to know if I'm crazy. Right. And there's other things where I'm like, you know what, after a couple of days, this will be fine. Especially if it's something that we're like arguing about, Mm -hmm. you know, um, at the beginning of our relationship, well, I was like, what, 23, 24, like the idea of. Leaning on your friends, like that was the thing that I was doing. I was leaning more on my friends instead of leaning on my boyfriend at the time. And now that we've kind of been in this, I lean more on and with him than I do the other way. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. it makes sense. And that like in finding ways to grow and mature, you look to him more for his advice than you your friends. Like you would have when you were younger. Yeah, Like he's become your support group a little bit more than they were yeah and the way that we talk about anything that we might be upset about or in disagreement with is very different now than it might have been before you know like before yeah. it's like we just want to be heard as opposed to like we just want to understand each other yeah. you know yeah and that that shifts what you choose and choose not to share okay i think that comes with time and the maturity of a relationship yeah like the type of relationship and the maturity in yourself yes I, no. I, I don't even You know, want, to I, no. I, I want to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say no, because I feel like you could, the level of, like, you could be dating someone, and you're older, and you can, you're you not necessarily mature just because you're older, and it's, your boy, it's a boyfriend. Maybe you're not super vested, or your things are working out. You're going to rely on, I think, you sound bored with your friends than you would in that relationship. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, maturity within yourself, because like, you're like, oh, I'm dating this guy, and this happened, all right you know what? Yeah, I I think what I was talking about when I said maturity in yourself is that I feel like at least when I was younger, you have more knee jerk reactions to things and things feel much more dramatic in the moment than they do when you have a few more years on you and a few more, a little bit more life experience, like something that happens today between me and Iman, I might have had the, can you believe this? Blah, 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 blah. And now with the benefit of maturity i'm using the word maturity but maybe it's life experience i can put that in perspective and be like actually this is a very micro event in a macro life yeah so i don't need to have this knee-jerk reaction to this thing that's what i meant by that like a little bit from maturity you can figure out like how to react a little bit or or cooler head prevail yeah or to take a breath before you overreact
1: but i also think it's it's, i see it as being related to like your commitment in the relationship right (laughs) because if you've determined that this person is a life partner or potentially a life partner, then then that relationship is sacred. I think it should be honored as such, right? And so when you're sharing, thinking about how what you're sharing and who you're sharing with is honoring or not honoring that relationship. Not, mm-hmm. not just yourself or the other person, but the actual relationship.
0: I think about that sometimes because I think of myself almost as an Iman's PR person, like I'm managing his personal brand with my friends and family and like is this thing I'm gonna share that we went through something that's going to put a ding in his armor, as far as how other people in my life might perceive him, because they're always coming from a place of wanting to be like on my side. So I have to think through, like, if Iman was a client and I was his public relations person, is this something I would want the press to hear about? This gets out. If this gets out, <laughs> is it going to damage the brand? Um, I yeah, do I think, think about though. That I do think though that like the position me and you are in, Janae, is very different, right? Like. Yeah. Iman was my friend before, like, the two of y'all were dating, right? And you were my friend before the two of y'all were dating. Same with Sam, right? Like, we're all in the same friend group. And so... And we have different... We have separate relationships with both parties. Yeah. I think it makes it difficult. But anyway, continue. It does make it difficult, but I also think it helps in the sense of, like, our friends know our partners as full people outside of a relationship, right? Yeah. So if our partners have done some, like, shitty thing then they, they're they not going to be like, oh, that must be a bad person. Oh, is that like, what you think? Oh, my bad, Sorry. <laughs> Because I be holding grudges son. I would hope that they like take it. Like your friends will hype you up and just be like your hype men. But at the same time, at the end of the day, they still know that the person that you're with, they still know that that person's a, a good person. I don't know, I'd be side-eyeing people, but okay. Listen. But, <laughs> do you, do you, well, both of you, do you think that you, because your friends know your as whole people outside of just you guys being together that you're more inclined to speak to each other or like to, those circles of friends about your partner or like the issue or something. I feel like that makes you more inhibited too. Like yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think that, yeah. and mm-hmm. just you can check me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. I'm very guarded in what's happening with me and Iman for that reason, mm-hmm. because I feel like, well, it's two things. One, I never want to put our friends in that position where they're like, not that they have to pick sides, but where they're like trying to mediate something between two of their friends. Right. Because like, it's not like a normal situation and I shouldn't say normal, but like a common situation where you have owner, you have a relationship with one person. So you're going to stand for that person, no matter what you're going to tell them they were wrong. Right. Otherwise, no matter what, because you have that personal relationship with that person. I think it complicates it when you have a personal relationship with both people. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't want to put my friends in a position where I'm like saying something negative about him or making them feel some type of way, talking about their friend and they feel like they pick sides. That's one part of it. The other part of it is that I just, it's hard to be um, completely candid with how I feel about something and not worry that it's going to get back to Iman out of context because he has his own separate relationship with these people. So like I, your husband, for example, Mike has been my best friend since I was 17. He's been... Iman's best friend since he was the same around the same age, right? I would have a hard time talking to Mike candidly about how I feel about something Iman did because I would be afraid that Mike, in trying to help us mend it, would go back to Iman and be like, and she said this, and she did that. He might not ever do that, but just in the context of trying to help, yeah. I, I just wouldn't feel comfortable. I wouldn't want like him to hear from someone else how I feel about something, and I feel like it's challenging. Yeah. When you have a friendship with both people, but, but, but that, this is me, Janae, sitting in this seat and saying, "Why I wouldn't do it, right?"
1: Wait, right, but but when, when friends are shared, right, is the expectation that loyalty is completely balanced for both sides, right? Like, mm. is that is that even possible? You know, thinking I say about no. you say no.
0: Yeah, really.
1: Yeah,
0: hmm. you think that no matter what, even though you're friends with both people, you fee- you have a closer relationship with one or, or the other.
1: Or the dynamic
0: is different. That it would, it would yeah, the dynamic It, would, it would influence their their preference on like the side of the argument. Yeah.
1: Because then that would then if that's the case, then that might impact how what you share. Then right.
0: Mm, it would. I mean, to the same example, I would say that Mike is, Mike's dynamic with Iman is different than his dynamic with me. And that could also allude to the fact why I wouldn't be completely candid. Like, I could call Jess and be like, let me tell you about your friend. And yes, I know you think he's perfect or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I know he's human, so go ahead. <laughs> I know I'm the villain in the relationship. But I could call Jess and say certain things about him that I would never say to Mike. Because I feel like Mike and Iman's relationship is a different dynamic than... That's probably why I feel like he might say to, in trying to like fix it for him be like, and then she said this and then she said that and blah, blah, blah. And not to be chatty, but just to be like, he would get it out of, I don't know. Like it's to I'm agreeing with you, but, it, <laughs> but not in so many, not as eloquently as someone who hosts a podcast should be. But well, I do think that <laughs> like, did you want to finish that? No, go ahead. I do think, though, that like, what does that mean for you? Right. Like Does that limit who you can lean on? Does that limit your ability to get like larger perspective of whatever you might be going through? Right. And so I think like if it's the little things, no, you don't want to go around just be what do you call it? Chatty Patty. Right. (laughs) I do say that. (laughs) But if there are larger things that I don't want to say that are at stake, but larger things that are weighing on you. Feeling and trusting your friends to know that, like, you can do and share with them in a way that's not going to feel like, how is this going to come back around, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice by not doing that. It's actually a conversation that Iman and I have a lot mm-hmm. about, like, my how I feel in our friend group in relation to him and his place in our friend group. And the fact that, like, I often feel like... Damn, I don't know how this conversation went left. Like a, 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 a therapist, because uh, Jonathan's here. Jonathan, as my doctor. No, um, what I'm saying is we talk about it a lot because I do feel sometimes that like I don't have a circle of people that are independent of him here mm-hmm. in New York. Like my circle, my best friends are in Florida, my cousins that I grew up with, and because they're not here all the time, I don't share with them as much what's going on as I normally would if they were here. But Iman, like, literally, talk, this is a reoccurring conversation we have where he's like you guys as a girl should get together and you should have your group chats about what's going on. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Because I have this weirdness of like how I feel in relation to who our shared friends are. Because our whole group of friends is shared. Yeah. I don't like have people that I feel like I have an individual relationship with. At least here in New York. Mm-hmm. Now so, that I live here.
1: So both of mm-hmm. y'all are speaking to like outlets. like where? Oh yeah, outlets. Where, where are our... Where our outlets i think i hear jessica you're saying like we need them yeah yeah i feel like there are you know
0: this is our first time doing this right this whole adulting thing right this is our first time you we only get like, once though you, you do only get once but like <laughs> our perspective of what it means to be an adult comes from our experiences right I, whether it's from our parents or other adults in our lives right And there's a lot of things that they did not share with us and backdoor things that were happening that we are not privy to, right? And so Mm -hmm. our first time doing this, we may feel like, yo, am I doing this right? Mm -hmm. Am I, like, moving in this relationship correctly? And if we don't have perspective, that could really weigh down on us and really, like, shift the way that we're interacting in our relationship, you know? Or make you feel like an outsider because you feel like, why are we going through this? And you're doing it alone without having, like, a sounding board to be like, yes, yes. This also happens to me. When I first had my first child, like, Sam and I were going through it, and I was going through it, right? Like, I just, like, I was so, I felt so removed and alone in, like, all of these things. And we were, like, we weren't married. We hadn't, like, talked about what this would look like, you know, if we had a child. And, you know, we were together. And loved each other enough to the point where we like, you know what, let's do this, right? Mm-hmm. But we never had like this full-blown discussion. And I do believe even in having the discussion, we never had the discussion of how we would interact as beyond boyfriend and girlfriend, but you're a father now and I'm a mother. And now mm-hmm. we have to look at each other differently, right? We're looking at each other outside of just like partnership. We're looking at each other as parents as well. And I didn't, ha- like, I didn't talk about it, right? Like, I just kept it kept it in my head. I just felt like it was eating at me. Mm-hmm. And I would watch other people interact and having their kids. And I'm like, yo, maybe there's something wrong with us, you know? Right. And when I finally started talking about it and opening and sharing with other people who had kids, it's like, oh, this is not just me, you know? Like, yeah. and those are things that we're told all the time. Like, you got to talk about it. It's never just you, but... You fall into habits of not, like, these aren't things you're supposed to share. These aren't things you're supposed to talk about, you know? Yeah. And I felt like if I didn't do that, if I didn't find other people or talk to other people who maybe have felt those same feelings, I don't know where I would be right now. I don't know where Sam and I would be right now if I didn't have that, you mm-hmm. know, to know what normal might look like. Mm-hmm. Were these friends of yours, like, people that you had had a relationship with, or were these new people that you, you kind of acquired from, like, a mommy circle or other spaces the, in your life? Is there asking for a friend, quote, 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 unquote? <laughs> no, of, like share with your friends. Right? Yeah, yeah. You no, going yeah. speak with your friends. And you already have friends that know both you and Sam individually and together. And now you have this this issue, and you're not. I'm just curious, like who it is that you shared with, and how you were able to like move fast It was a little bit of both, right? Like a couple of my like best friends don't have kids, and like they tried to understand, but they also didn't really like they were just trying to help me get to like understanding where my like angst and feelings were coming from. Um, but then when I spoke to like friends, I had one friend at the time who um, we both had kids at the same time. Like, that, like, was super important to me in my relationship, right? right? In having her and her, like, again, we were going through these stages together. But then also meeting other people who maybe we didn't talk about kids because I didn't have a kid at the time. But talking about it, I was like, oh, you felt the same way because I'm feeling this way right now, yeah. you know? So, like, in discovery and also what I had at the time. I
1: think, oh, no, listening no. to that, I because I, I agree, I think outlets are important, right? Having someone to share is to for, for whatever it is to vent to get some perspective on however i think that there's potential danger in there in that right because people who have relationships with us have a vested interest in what we do and how we think right and that vested interest is going to impair their ability to be objective right mm-hmm. so what are they what, what is the advice right how is the advice helping us or maybe even not helping us right yeah
0: and that's why therapy is important you could plug yourself because <laughs> it gives you an objective view on like what's going on with you and you don't have someone who's just helping speak
1: right, but then, to that, your that. team. But then also, right, because what happens when time has passed, right, and, and you're over something, I think.
0: Maybe yeah, yeah, reasons, yeah. You're
1: this, over it. This is right?
0: the nut of the question, right? Like you're over it, but like your friend's not over it. Right. right. Like me, i would be holding grudges. You say, you <laughs> say that, but you don't. <laughs> Deep in my heart. Deep in my heart. heart, I love it because it makes me feel like I have someone who... Because I kind of referenced the podcast y'all did earlier about ride or die, right? Like, I have, like, those ride or die friends. But I also know that you, including my other friends, know that I'm with a good man, right? But that's because we know him personally. Say that again? That's because we know him personally. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why I feel like talking about where I'm coming from may be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But y'all know at the core, he's a good person. So even if he does... We, we curse right yeah. even if he does stupid shit like <laughs> y'all still know like who Sam is in terms of his character right yeah. so like i feel safe i do think that there's oversharing i'm not gonna say that that doesn't exist but i do think that in the moments where i choose to share and it has to be a conscious decision because i don't just something happens oh let me go run and tell my friends right um especially at the stage of, the stage that we're at in our current relationship i feel like if i share something with you I trust that you know what to do with it. And I trust that whatever advice you give me is good advice. Mm -hmm. And you have to ask good questions as a friend. Yeah. When your friend is sharing something with you, you have to be like, but what did you do, sis? Like, you have to ask, like, it's the responsibility of the friend also, like, to try to be objective. as best they can after you finish talking shit though like after you've done shit talking is a must and then (laughs) and then we can analyze it from cooler (laughs) heads
1: (laughs) but I think it's it's also on us to recognize when our friends aren't asking questions right Uh, Us
0: the person like sharing
1: right the person sharing right like is this person assuming that they know best is this person really supporting me and listening right are they just jumping into fix it mode or are they giving us what we need period
0: yeah, I think this goes back to, like, we were talking about this topic for the, the episode, a point of, we choose, we, we call the friends that we, we know that'll give us the battery in our back for whatever it is. And also, like, what's our intention when we share something, right? Are we doing yeah. it to vent? Are we looking for help? Are we, is it time to ask those questions? Like, is this person an expert in this area for me to talk to them about it? So I think we have to be mindful or think about that, too, when we talk about oversharing because mm-hmm. what's the purpose? Yeah, Well, I think it goes back to what Jess was saying, right? The purpose is so that you don't feel isolated in the problems that you're going through. Like there's a purpose in like, in having like understanding that you're not alone in um, any issues that you're facing. And if that's the purpose, then you're sharing so you can hear the other person's experience. Kind of like how this podcast does, right? Sharing so you can hear the other person's experience and know that like you're not an other. What you're going through is normal. And then we get to the point where you do share and you've moved past it but your friend is still holding on to it i know so i think about it from the friend perspective right like would i prefer that my friends tell me the nitty gritty of what's going on or would i prefer that they hold back a little bit so they don't activate the grudge monster within me because sometimes it's hard like so you're a grudge holder you will you use you're saying
1: that I've no what it is many
0: times <laughs> i am a self professed grudge holder your i Brian, can think so much better though, I than i give self credit for- I've gotten better at faking mm-hmm. it. Here we go. All right, go but ahead. inside my heart, mm-hmm. you still hold I don't let God. stuff go. So what I was saying is, like, I can actually think of a friend of ours like an example of it, like where I'd be looking at their partner like, I know she over it, but okay. I'm not over it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what I was like, that's again, the risk of sharing. That's right? the risk of sharing, right? So then I think in right? that person's case, like, do I want her to share with me every single nitty gritty thing that's going on? Because I know I'm not, Gonna get a, And also, like, I know that I'll be like, why are you so dumb? Like, why are you still mm. doing this, right? And I don't want... It makes it hard for you to be supportive of their greater relationship sometimes because of you can't get over these things that were just like little micro blips. Right.
1: You're, you're, a, you're a non-paying tenant in the relationship that is in their
0: apartment. Yeah, you part, the you part of the relationship now. Like, do, you, do we have to be careful about bringing our friends into our relationship as the third roommate? Right. And is it our it's responsibility me, right. as a friend to them to be like, I could use you in this moment to vent this thing too, but actually as your friend, maybe I should hold back on that because this is something I know I'm going to get over in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Like, that's kind of like the question. Like, should we be doing a better job for our friends a little bit in deciding what we make them party to?
1: I think, I think maybe. Maybe. But I think we should be doing a better job in our in our for our relationships mm. and and who we allow in with the apartment
0: uh, the analogy <laughs> the
1: analogy right who are we letting into our relationships and why are we letting them in and what purpose are they going to serve in that relationship and i i I tend to practice from the perspective of I don't really want anyone in my in my apartment mm. right um because I want to protect that relationship and that's one of the things that I've, I've learned over time and maturity. I think it's how you were describing it earlier.
0: But then you lose the ability of outlet, like you were talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you balance that? Having an outlet, but also with maturity of learning right, right, to keep everybody out of your apartment?
1: Right. Well, so I, I guess I think I might've overstated that. I, I do let people, in. I do, <laughs> I do have outlets, but I, I try to be very, very mindful and very deliberate about when I go to those outlets, right? And is this something that's that's minor and maybe I'll be over it? In an hour or so, or a day or so, um, but if it's but if it's something that's ongoing, then maybe I, I do pick someone or, or, or select a friend who I know might be able to support me and, and actually call me on my stuff, mm-hmm. right? Ask the questions that you're you're referring to, Janae. Yeah, who's asking the questions and challenging me, right? Versus saying, "Yeah, hey, that's crazy. I can't believe she did that," right? Because I don't know that that helps the relationship. That's right? the Help friend me. I want. That's the friend I'm looking for. The one that
0: <laughs> I can't believe. That's crazy. Why <laughs> she did that, girl? Really? Right. right. I'm that friend. Okay. And sometimes that helps, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. all you need to do is vent, right? Like, and the person, like, your partner is not the person to vent too because, like, there's actual back and forth there, right? And sometimes you just need to talk shit, right? Like, you just need to talk. And the other person would just be like hyping you in the background right. like yo for real like right. nah like I would like just right. all of that right? right and then you feel good after that right, right. Like I'm not he could for... never say that to me <laughs> <laughs> if it was me I would have nah cause then that then you start feeling like you need to do something don't give me no if that like, was I'm you. gonna call you back I'm about to go talk about shit exactly right, right now I'm gonna you go, know go, that. That. More go time, do that go <laughs> do nah not even on that but just like not like yo for real nah you right like someone to just let you know like you're right from where you're coming from. And maybe it's just that maybe that's enough. Maybe at that point you could just let go, right? To feel validated. To feel validated, to just say what you got to say in a way that you would not say to your partner because it may not, he's going to feel some type of way, right? Like as opposed to just saying it to your friend where it's just like, She's just your sounding board, and then y'all just move on, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's the risk, right? Like, when I'm over it, I don't need you to bring it back up. Be like, yeah. So, so Z, like, what, what we got to do? We're we, we, we yeah. ready. So what happened I'm like, no, with sure. that? Like, yeah. should, like let and it go. I that's mean, that's, the fear. T- that's to the degree of what you're sharing, right? right? Like, if it's some stupid thing, like, oh, like, I don't know, he left something out of the fridge and now it's spoiled, He's I hope you don't sis. hold on what to else? it. Nah, Sam, don't do that. <laughs> I'm going do that more than he would. <laughs> Um, that is like small, right? You hope that they won't let go. But if it's some major thing where that person is still holding like some kind of grudge, I would question whether this is something that I need to like share with someone, you mm-hmm. know? There was, I'm not going to say what the situation was, right? But there was one oh, time I'm I texted- You're not trying to share? No. To- <laughs> All, like I texted Janae and I texted a couple of my other married friends. I didn't tell you this part. Okay. It took me forever <laughs> to before I like actually sent that text message. But I was really? like, Yeah. Because wow. like, yeah, I, I was like, yo, I have to think about this, right? Because I feel crazy right now. Like, I feel like I need outside perspective and I need people who are going to be honest with me about if I'm approaching this incorrectly or if I'm like validate where I'm coming from, right? Mm-hmm. And so I text the three of them, but they understand the intricacies of what it means to be married. They understand the intricacies of being in a long-term relationship in a way that like we're not just trying to be right, we're trying to just be able to move forward in a place that of understanding, right? Which is very different than maybe at the beginning of a relationship, like nah, I need to let him know that I'm right. And he needs to let me know that he's right. Where you're know? trying to put your stakes in the ground and establish yeah, how this how exactly, this story's gonna play exactly, out. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it took me a minute to do that, right? So yeah. but I had to think about it, right? I had to think about like what is what am I looking to get out of this, right? And mm-hmm. I needed perspective. And so that's why I chose to send you all that and message. And we put a battery in your back. Yeah, Y'all put, put a battery know. in my back. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got good perspective. Like I'm selective I got, on the, the audience that you chose, like I'm choosing this person because they know him, I'm choosing this person because they have experience in this issue, or they are married, so they don't get it. I was selective around girlfriends that I love and trust okay. who are also married, right? So like they like what they might they might have been through the same thing and so shit. and I think Or they can one, empathize. Yeah, I think one or two of y'all had been through the same thing where it's yeah. just like, yo, this is what I had to do and da-da-da-da-da, right? Yeah. And so, like, having that perspective is just it's very different and important, right. you know? Um. So, okay. yeah, but I had to think about that. I can't just, like, fly and just share everything. Yeah, right? you yeah. have to be but choiceful.
1: I, you're right, because I think that that thoughtfulness is is what's... key. It's key, is key yeah. in this situation. Being thoughtful, okay, this is what I'm going to share. This is what I need, right? So that you don't go off the handle and that battery's in your back and now things are out of even more out of control than maybe they were before. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause we can, we can fan a flame <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> also, think of from like the friend perspective, right? So we're, we're all, we're, I think we're analyzing this as a person sharing. Yes. But then like, if I'm, if I'm the friend listening to the podcast, I'm like, well damn, like am I not like a trustworthy friend? Mm-hmm. Am I, what's my role as a friend here? Right? Like, when do I let it go? Do I just listen and give the information? You know what I'm saying, like yeah. There's another side to it's it. It's hard, right? Because you want you want to automatically click into this is my girl. I'm not about it if she's not about it, right? And I need to protect her, right? But I think that when I've been placed in that situation, and because you just brought it up, I'm thinking about it. Like, how did I feel in that moment? Mm-hmm. And I feel like for the friend, it's hard because you want to be completely honest with them about your opinion on what's going on but you also want to make sure cooler head you want to be the cooler head prevailing in the situation right because you know they're emotionally tied to what's going on so and you're not so you kind of have to, like detach you're, you want to be like detached but also be honest right yeah. about what your reaction would be so it's it's a tight rope to walk in a sense at least in that situation like i was like fire flame flame here's an energizer battery here's a duracell battery but also he's <laughs> a
1: generator
0: let's go but also Jess from this perspective, A B C D yeah. E F G. This yeah. could be where he's coming from. Yeah, as a group, that's what yeah. we kind of did. Like, so yeah. I think you just have to, as the friend, be responsible with the gift that you're being given and being brought into this relationship a little bit. Like, under recognize yeah. that, like, this person needs my help, whatever that help might be. Either they need me to be a sounding board, or they're asking for my advice. Read the cues and what they're yeah. saying to yeah. see what they're looking for. Like, are they just looking to be like? bitch a b c d e f g went off okay bye or are they asking to be like yo my alphabet's all mixed up how do i put it back in order like are they asking you for advice or are they asking to be a sounding board and fill that role in that moment like that's part of being like a friend to yeah, someone and being exactly. someone's support group and be responsible with the responsibility you're being given as party to yes this person's relationship you're you're entering a trust circle you have to identify you're being put in that trust circle or moving into the apartment and be responsible with that responsibility you've been given i think as a friend and it ends there as far as like not holding a grudge or yeah like that's part of being responsible with it right yes. like yeah to be like i joke and be like i hold a grudge and yeah i might inside but my by... By being able to be like compartmentalize that that's me being responsible to the fact that this person has trusted me with this thing that's going on. Yeah. And so I need to deal with that package responsibly. I've definitely been like the friend who like someone will tell me something and just like I'm looking at my friend like you're crazy. Son like why would you even deal with to that, me all right? the time. Yeah. But then I'm realizing now that one, you got to be in tune with what that person is ready to hear because they'll come to you and they think that they want something from you in terms of like, I want your advice. But you have to be in tune with, are they actually ready for that advice? Mm -hmm. Are they actually ready to hear those things? And make the decision around who you're supposed to be in that, like... What role are they asking you to play right now? Yeah. Like, do you just need me to listen? Because then I'll just listen. If you want me to say how I feel like you're being stupid right now, I I, I have plenty of that to give And how can I be tactful about telling you that you're being stupid right now in case you choose not to go with my advice? Yes. Because some friends can hear it without... You don't need to be tactful, but some friends need you to, like, like deliver it in a way that makes them feel like with a bow. Yeah, exactly. That's a
1: better way. Yeah.
0: Package in a nice package with a bow. Yeah.
1: And I I think you're both speaking to this and it reminds me of something you called me about a while back, Jessica. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a relationship related, but I I remember in that moment asking you like, all right, before I I said or offered something, I was like, something related to what do you need? Yeah. Right. Or is it okay if I offer this suggestion. You're like, nah, yeah, it's it's okay. But but I think that being deliberate in that way Mm. I think ensures that both people are getting what they need from the experience. Yeah. Or
0: it's a lot of responsibility, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. That's that's what I gather. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is kind of an like I like Jonathan's analogy the best about being invited to be like another roommate in this apartment. And that's That's why I think paying rent for. And you need to know when to leave. That too. Do you get keys? No. Nah. Do you have a bedroom? Jonathan, Do you have mm-hmm. a Can you I eat see, the snacks? I guess you just a- have <laughs> <Yeah, they're so laughs> like to <that>. Can you <laughs> eat the <laughs> snacks? You're just a visitor and you can't go in the fridge. They offer you drinks. You can't go in the fridge? No, you're just a visitor. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> that being invited, getting an invitation like that into someone's relationship is a is actually a gift. So you just have to be right. mindful of that. I just want to add that I think that most of this doesn't speak to the relationships, like the intimate relationships, so much as it speaks to what kind of friends you have, right? Yeah. Like, your friends have to know what line you're looking for, right? Like, if you share something with me and I'm like, nah, I'm going to go talk to Iman, that's that's a violation to the highest degree, right? Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's a violation and that's not okay, right? Like, I should know, like, that's, like, I'm not entering myself into that relationship. I'm not like a, what did you call it? A non-paying member, (laughs) tenant, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. And that speaks to the relationship that we have as friends, not necessarily what you chose to share with me. Yeah. Yeah, I think what we're saying in this is that, like, we as people living in relationships don't necessarily overshare with our friends, necessarily as a knee jerk, we have to be very choiceful about what we share and with who we share that to. Uh, if I'm trying to sum up, I'm trying to do your moral early this time. Um, you have to be choiceful about who you share and with what you share with them. But as a friend, there's actually a responsibility on your end as well to be able to receive information in a responsible way. Is it yeah. responsible? In a choiceful, tactful, careful way. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of? Yeah. Anything else? Anyone wants to add to that? Cause if not, we could do letters, and then you can give some people some advice out here. We could see we, we got actually, we actually got an first. expert right now. Ooh. You, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Mises. <laughs> Son, Zuri and I fight every episode about if this is in expert or expert advice. I personally feel you. There's only one person at this table with a PhD. And A PhD in psychology, but I got a PhD in a lot of other things. Life, experience, being black, hello. (laughs) That's true. So we do this segment where we read out these questions that we've received. And you guys, we can just give some advice. If you have a question at home, you should email us at plentyopinions at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Instagram at plentyopinions and send us your questions and we can... Read them out loud or have our guests give you some of their advice on an upcoming episode. And we'll change your name. We'll change your name like I changed our two names today. Our first is Tina. Tina says, my boyfriend and I just celebrated our third anniversary. We bought a home recently and moved in together and have been talking about getting engaged and married. I have one child from a previous relationship who adores him and he treats it as his own. Our relationship is strong and we are happy. I found out recently that just before our first anniversary, he went to an ex girlfriend's house. This was previous to our living together, but we definitely were in an exclusive relationship. I assume he was either there late or spent the night. I don't really have the details on that. I just know that he bought a bear at a bar he hangs out at sometimes and then went to her apartment. I can only assume something happened, especially since he never mentioned going to a friend's house afterward, and usually he would tell me that. And I'm crushed. I've been upfront with him about certain things I will not tolerate. Dishonesty and cheating are deal breakers. My father's child cheated on me, leading to the end of that relationship. I never knew this information before. And had I known at the time, we wouldn't be where we are today. I'm heartbroken, disappointed, and insecure. It wasn't like we were together for a few weeks. It was almost a year when he did this. And I feel he not only hurt me, but by extension, he messed up my child as well. Since two years have passed since this happened and me finding out, okay. is it too late to say anything? Do I keep this secret to myself? What can I do? Uh, Guess y'all can <laughs> go first, because I got to go. Zuri's like, I got a hot take on this one.
1: Well, say, I I definitely... Doctor? This is this is not expert this advice. This is not a professional. This student. is not for... This, this is, is Jonathan
0: just... speaking, not Zuri, Zuri speaking. i the expert.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I certainly think uh, bringing it up to her boyfriend is, is fair game. Yeah, that, yeah. that's all I got for
0: now. <laughs> you, you heard the part where it was like two and a half years later. Right? Yeah, it happened a year ago. Absolutely. absolutely.
1: Right. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because because sure. instead, instead of letting that live best in her, yeah. yeah. that's exactly. Oh, she that has far. to say something. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: okay, you yeah. think she says something. I know, Jessica, you think she says something. <laughs> Jessica would have been like, I wouldn't even take that time to write this. Nope, I would have said something right she away. Has to say something. Like, why just let that sit on her? And every time he goes and does something, it's like, yo, I wonder if, I wonder if, right? Like, yeah. if they have, if she's hoping that the relationship moves in a successful manner, holding on to that and just letting it sit with her is just not healthy. Right. Yeah. I agree.
1: And also, keep in mind that there's there's no concrete evidence for this. Right. There's a lot of speculation. So yeah, true. Even mm-hmm. more reason to, to address it in mm-hmm. conversation.
0: I had a lot of ish motions as you were reading the letter because yeah. it was like, well, sis, what? Where'd you, who gave you the intel? Yes. Why? Why You don't have all the details but you're holding on to it. But I also didn't realize it was two and a half years, two years ago. Yeah. So really what you've been waiting on to find out all the details especially if it's bothering yeah so she need to say something okay is it two years since she found out no it just says that they've been together three three years years. and this happened like right after their first anniversary so it doesn't say when she found out I don't know if she recently found out or found out
1: a long time ago she recently found
0: out yeah I think she recently found out it feels like how she found out about that one beer she pulled up her seat some two years ago come on now what is going on here there are details missing yes, yes. yeah I know I do think I agree with you guys that she has to say something because if not it's just gonna fester and John is right she's making assumptions about things we don't like maybe he went back to get his pin that he left in her apartment maybe he had to fall into the wet space or whatever we call it <laughs> Someone, someone else is was giving her this information that maybe like where they sitting on this information and now all of a sudden they want to share and like- what's their motivation let me tell you what it is yeah it's a friend she overshared with and the friend stuff and found held on the receipt from over two years ago and was like but sis before you get married that's why I have to hate her <laughs> what I want to say and how I would actually do it might be two different things I think she definitely needs to say something How she delivers it, I think, is the important part, right? So if she comes at it like, yo, I found out that da-da-da-da-da, that you were at Homegirl's house, what's that about? That's already setting it up for like- To be a fight. For it to be a fight, for a possible lying, like all of those other things, right? And who knows what the end result will be anyway, but I think she really needs to consider how she's coming up, like how she's sharing and talking to her man about this. Okay, so in the role of Tina, Uh I mean Jessica. How would you start this conversation? Like, what is the right way to broach this topic? Because it also feels like if you're that guy, it's like, why am I dealing with this old shit? Like, this is old. For me, I would definitely say, like, I will need to talk to you about something. It's a little hard for us to talk about, but we need to talk about it and then say... I got to say where I got the information from. Yeah. Like, you can't just hold on to that and just try to make it a secret because then it just, it becomes a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It becomes a thing that the, the argument will now focus on and the, argue, of, and the discussion should not be Instead of focusing that. on what's really the topic. Yeah. What's really, yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you have this conversation in a way that, like, doesn't make you seem crazy. Does it make you seem like you was research looking for something and you found something and not are type you found something? I know. But I also think like if this is in for things that he normally shares with her, why, why don't you wasn't tell me about shared? that? Yeah. You know, and like that could also be the angle in which she approaches it, right? Like, I don't want to assume that anything happened, so I'm going to not assume anything happened, but why didn't you, you share about that? It. And make it more about that part. Like- yeah. It has to be about everything, but also like that part is important, also, right? Like I don't want to put it all on her because he chose not to share that information when he typically does. Yeah. Why? Did she say that? She said he typically does. Yeah, she said he never mentioned going to a friend's house after going to this bar, and he usually would. Oh. I'm crushed. Maybe it wasn't really anything to mention. He didn't want to even start stir the pot. But I guess she has to have the conversation with to him to find out. Yeah. But Jonathan, wouldn't you feel some type of way if, like, your fiancé right now brought up something from two years ago?
1: I would. I would. But I think
0: wow. it's hard, right? <laughs> because my reaction is if if Iman brought us there with two years ago, I'd be like, what? Like, why? I don't even remember. Sis. I don't remember any yeah. of this. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, how you have a productive conversation with this. Because if I'm the accused, my knee-jerk reaction is like, I don't, that was two years ago. That was a non-event. Like blah, blah. And I don't know that the person who's accusing gets any satisfaction out of that. Like, it feels like it's too easy for you to just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know when I went. It was two years ago. I really don't know. Why do we even talk about this? Because, like, you're I, not going to get anything from me that's positive.
1: I think we can yeah. hope, though, right? Because it, says, it said they bought a home together, right? Yeah yeah, 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 That the relationship has progressed in a way where it doesn't have to be too confrontational or yeah. successful. And that there can be open and honest communication and, like, reconciliation. Yeah. You, you hope just by way of, like, the time and investment. Both financially and emotionally put in. But
0: I don't know. Like, but I feel I like that's even more reason to be like, why are you bringing up some old, like little shit? Like- but the fact that she says that it's sitting on her chest, I think is enough. She, for yeah, her but I feel like if she yeah. has that conversation with him, no matter what, she looks crazy. Because he's like, why is this sitting on your chest? This is mm-hmm. such a non thing. This is from like two years ago. I don't even know what you're talking but about. But if he understands where she's coming from, in terms, she said her child's father cheated on her, oh, right? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. her experience he with what he has to be sensitive about back, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. So like he has to understand that at the very least, right? Okay. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tina. Well, we're saying you should just say it. Also, like. Because you guys have, are so, getting so close, and you are so close, and like your relationship has progressed, you should also just feel comfortable having this conversation. I kind of feel like you're that close to this person. Your relationship has progressed so much that you should just feel comfortable. And be like, yo, it's kind of shady that like you did this thing that I just found out about, and yeah. Hopefully, it's a non-issue because your relationship is strong. Otherwise, Get it off your chest and say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it say out. it with and your chest. <laughs> And if, and if and if it feels like it might be too much to do on their own, I think that's where couples counseling could come. True. Come in.
0: Oh yeah, It'd it would be very big very big helpful. Mass. But for something like this,
1: yeah,
0: you would go to a couples counselor for something well, like you this. Like premarital yeah. counseling, maybe. Oh, maybe. So yeah, you can yeah, yeah. It
1: Are there any issues? Oh, Okay. Right, like you know, therapy doesn't have to be years and years or even months and months, right? You don't
0: yeah. have to have trauma. Yeah, exactly. It could be a whatever thing. One more question, Tyler. Name changed. My girlfriend and I have been together for two years. And for those two years, I've had to put up with her cat, a product of her last relationship. (laughs) I'm not a fan of cats. And the fact that this cat belonged to her ex, it bothers me a lot. She's forgiven me for not liking the cat and we've agreed to disagree on it. But now there's another issue. We're expecting a baby. Yeah, right. Wrong. We will have to move in together before the baby's born and this cat issue isn't gonna solve itself. I'm not trying to live with the cat, but my girlfriend is attached and close to the animal. Not sure how to figure this one out. What should I do? Yo. Say that leave, huh? leave the door open and yep, let the cat run law. away. Yep. Is, the cat, the cat, is that shady? The cat know where home is, so you gotta kill it. What? <laughs> I agree. I'm tell <laughs> you. Let me, <laughs> took a dark uh, let me Let me. promise you by saying this. I hate cats. Yes. Cats are I so evil. I'm also allergic yes. to cats. Me too. Yep. I think it, served no purpose. And yep. let me tell you something. So you fucked up from the beginning because you shouldn't have been no yep. bitch with no cat because yep. she wasn't trustworthy. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, now she's pregnant, but you got to kill so the unfortunately. cat. <laughs> yeah. You, they, Congratulations on your impending away. baby. But yeah. yes, the yeah. cat's got to go. The cat's got to go. You got to yeah. kill it. Guys. No, the cat's got to go. It's there's an animal. No, there's no middle ground there. The cat you has to go. You are literally going to have PETA shut us down. You cannot say PETA kill the, the cat. The Bring the cat to one of those places where they put the cat to sleep, and that's it. Oh, my God. That's you can right? Yeah, You could tell her if you want or not, but the cat's got to go. And Jonathan, it, cool like, ahead. You should can have can cats around pregnant women anyway. It's nope. not going to be your child. Jonathan, please true? help us. Yes, it's true. Please help us. We cannot be talking about advocating killing cats. This is my advice. I do agree the cat's got to go, but I think there's more humane ways to do it. Like, find someone who is a cat lover and ask if they would like to take she a cat. She's not going to want to support so, with the cat. I'm not mad. saying she share that, that her with her. I'm not saying share that with her. I'm saying just give the cat away can and the the be ex, like the cat ran away. The cat? Ooh, can the can ex, ex take, take the cat? Can the ex take the cat? Clearly not. Yeah. She said she's attached to it. I feel like it can't be the ex because you have to do this covert. This is a covert mission. Kill no matter cat. what. I don't Five think killing the cat. That will support you. Find the doctor and have the doctor say the baby can't be around cats. And if she cares enough about her child, y'all figure something out. Forget that um, <laughs> rat poison. What's the, wow. thing? Um, the windshield fluid? What's that? Wow, the oh, windshield the, wiper fluid. anti freeze Yes, yeah. yes, kill a cat. I don't think you should kill the cat.
1: I'm just yeah, gonna I don't, say I don't that. Think you should kill the cat either.
0: I think that the cat does need to go. I think it's definitely a covert mission. I don't think you can like bring your girlfriend along and get her to agree. I think you just need to give the cat away or, or let the cat run away or let the cat let find him. a better home. Or, let his or, girl know? No. You can't well, let the girl know.
1: Well, or does she have a friend that so she could It looks like
0: she's not here trying to trying the help. Cat kill the cat. Yeah. yeah. We're not killing the cat, Zuri. Kill the cat. <laughs> the only thing I do think the cat needs to go, the cat needs to die, right? The only <laughs> thing is that will he be able to deal with carrying that knowledge no. yes and that's a deceit in itself you do that the you world a like. service don't even worry about that has. bro yeah i agree all right guys i really dislike cats so. i would also like to let y'all know that cats are now on airplanes i was through the other day i'm I sorry said, yes sis they are they are on airplanes i was flying to florida and i sat down in my seat and i heard you know and I said, no. I said hell nope. no. I said, there's no way. Nope, I looked at Mike. Happening. I said, Mike, there's a cat behind me, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah. Sure enough, she had a, a little kitty in a little bag. I had to tell the flight. So I said, Miss, I cannot see. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 the, I literally, literally see started crying on the plane. They had was to it a my support seat. animal? It was a support animal, but anything could be a support animal. But I really feel like cats should not be support animals, number one. And number two, they should warn you. Like, I'm used to a dog. I, I, I am prepared for a dog when I buy my plane ticket. I'm not used to no meow, meow, meow Mickey Mouse behind mm-hmm. me. No. Mickey Mouse is a match, yeah, right? Yeah. What's your oh. mouse? <laughs> you wrote to the wrong people about this cat yeah. issue. Like, they can't even think past their own personal hatred of cats to give you something for advice. They are disgusting creatures, right? So, like, off a Jesus. GP, like, they're disgusting, right? This is so, like, crazy. this is not about the. Tyler do not like cats. This yeah. episode is not a read on cats as a species. Um, okay. Tyler needs advice of how to deal with this, rela- this, par- this issue with his partner, and killing the cat's not an option, Zuri. So, like, what did is the he, better he, way? Did he say that? Did he say that he's connected with the cat? He said, I feel bad if I kill the cat. Let me tell you right now, don't worry about it. Pray down. God. God <laughs> forgives. If you're an atheist and you're even better, do good in the world. It'll come back to you, but kill the cat. Oh, my God. I think with the shift in their relationship, with they're, they're bringing another life into their So have a conversation about it. There needs to be some middle ground that includes the cat going away, right? Okay. And so, like, as long as it ends in that way, then fine. But, like, she has to be able to see and realize that that's not a... Like, If he he doesn't feel comfortable or happy with the cat there, like, and then they're bringing a child in, the cat has to go. Okay. But to her defense, the cat going away is not really middle ground. That's like, he wants the cat to go away and she wants the cat to stay. Middle ground does not land with the cat dying or the cat middle going away he's still in that's her why life. friend comes into
1: play yeah if there's a yeah, friend, there's a a friend
0: or somewhere else that she can put the cat that she can a parent or something else that's a more People reasonable the piece the of at advice the cemetery. <laughs> 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 tyler a relationship is built on not just communication but also compromise so i think you have to find a middle ground that doesn't result in the cat dying, but there has to be like some shared gray area that you could both be comfortable with where she gets, still gets to have a relationship with her cat, but the cat doesn't necessarily live in your house with your baby. And long that long would long. be my advice to find that middle ground. Dang, it sounds like I'm the expert and Zuri's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm you right now that was an expert advice. Kill the cat. I'm trying to say right now, it sounds like I am the expert. Jonathan was quiet on it. He the only one with a PhD, but that's cute. Whatever.
1: I don't, I don't know what to say. You don't know what to say. You're
0: like speechless. He's speechless because he just had to listen to a whole read about cat hate. <laughs> I don't like them. We heard. We know. So, Tyler, that's what we would say you should do. If you do end up like having the cat run away or, I guess, mm-hmm. killing it, you should let Zuri know. Because she is emotionally invested in this at this point. I don't know nothing about your damn cat. Don't text me about the cat, don't <laughs> tell me about the cat. I hope your cat dies. That's it. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with that note, I'm gonna wrap this up. The moral of the story today is it's not about like oversharing with your friends or not. It's more about being choiceful about the things that you do share with them and being choiceful about the friends you share that information with. As a friend. It's about being responsible with that information that you're getting from your friend and realizing that this person is inviting you into their relationship yeah. and, and honoring that trust circle invitation that you're getting. Fair? Fair? Fair, Fair summary? Fair. And cool. That's the moral of the story. Forget, kill the cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Jess and Jonathan, for coming through today and Thank doing this and with us. Thank you, Thank you for having us. That's all I'm <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming, guys. We love y'all. Y'all need to come back soon. If you guys know anybody at PETA, tell them that I wasn't on the cat. Killing caravan. Mm-hmm. Same here. That's a wrap on episode eight. Thanks for listening. And if you like us, sharing is caring. You can find us in all the places where podcasts live. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, social media, SoundCloud. I mean, Everywhere. Yeah, places. All the places. Send us letters and cheat codes at plentyopinions at gmail.com if you or a friend want or need more of our inexpert, unskilled, unprofessional advice. And let's all meet here again soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, y'all.